We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is our Thursday edition. We call it the Huddle Reloaded, but no huddle show this week. So, Instead of the huddle reloaded, it's the best of the week that was. I'm going to have a conversation with Drake Stoops coming up in just a bit and the Zoom media sessions with both Alex Grinch and Adrian Ely. I thought the Adrian Ely meeting with the media on Tuesday was fantastic. So that's all coming up here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Hey, one thing I wanted to add is tomorrow, tonight on the Sooner Radio Network, you can hear Coach's Corner. We drop it on the podcast platform on a Friday morning. Also, you'll get the scene setter. Tomorrow, But I can't stress enough how good this edition of Coach's Corner in is, and it has nothing to do with, with me, but, but it's all the coaches and Gabe. So please give it a listen. If you can't hear it live on the Sooner Radio Network, make sure to download it in podcast form at Soonersports.com slash podcast. First thing tomorrow morning, we hear from Jamar Kane. We talk about Ronnie Perkins. We go in-depth on Nick Benito, and you find out why Nick Benito wears number 11. And Shane Beamer takes us inside the use of, of I want to make sure I get the nickname right, Stogkowski, Austin Stogner's new nickname because Teddy calls him Baby Gronk. So that's coming up tomorrow morning on the podcast platform. But again, it airs tonight live on the Sooner Radio Network. You can find affiliates right now at Soonersports.com slash radio. All right, let's get going. Had a chance to catch up with Drake Stoops after his breakout game on Saturday. Here's that conversation. I think a lot of guys are here with Drake Stoops. Drake, first and foremost, uh, I know it's challenging coming off a loss, but, you know, 
Good, great game for you. You played really well. It's tough to take solace with a good individual performance whenever the team doesn't have that W, isn't it? No, yeah, it's definitely really tough. Uh, honestly, takes away from it, no doubt. I mean, all you want to do is win with your team. I mean, it's all a team effort. Cause without them, you can't make an individual play. I know it's, again, hard to talk individual, but I do want to talk about you and your development. Can you take us through where you've seen your biggest improvement from the moment that you kind of stepped on campus to where you are today because it seems like you've almost become a, a different person. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely been a, a long process, not an easy one, but I'd say probably, probably in the weight room is where I've made my biggest gains, and that's just translated to a lot of parts of my game in terms of just blocking and uh, being able to get people's hands off me and, and then go up and make contested catches. Just having that, that extra strength and a little bit extra weight on me muscle-wise that definitely helped. I, I think that's one thing that fans and, and even guys like myself, we don't realize how hard you work on it. Drake, maybe you can take us inside of it, the, bro the blocking aspect of it. Coach Simmons, and I know you deal with Coach Gundy, if you don't block, you don't get to play, do you? Oh, no doubt. Blocking is probably even more important than, uh, than running routes. I mean, they're both, they go hand in hand, but if, if you don't block, you're not going to play because we're, we're known as an A-Ray passing, passing offense, but I mean, we run the hell out of the ball too, and so you got you to gotta really get in there and block. You know, I, I'm curious for you. I, I don't know if we've really got a chance to dive into it, but all you've known is, is Oklahoma. I mean, you've born in Norman, lived in Norman your whole life. How, how fun is that for you to now be a Sooner, having you know, grown up around it, having your dad coached, all your friends were Oklahoma people? What's it like now stepping on the field and being a Sooner? Uh, it's definitely really cool. I mean, yeah, especially given family history and having lived here for so long, but I mean, I don't put too much emphasis on it or think about it too much in the end. I just think of it as going out there playing, playing ball with, with my teammates and, you know, just yeah, trying to get the job done. Yeah, and I'm sure when guys like me bring it up, it's like, listen, we get it. My last name is Stoops. But yeah, <laughs> I'm reminded every second of every day, trust me. <laughs> That's part of living, living here, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was really cool to watch you develop at Norman North and the football player that you became. Take me through that confidence that you gained from Norman North and then walking on here and making the impact that you've had, Drake. Are you as confident as you've been as a player? Um, yeah, I would definitely say my confidence this year is a, a lot better, and it's just, just because I've, I've been in the system for longer, and so I feel like I, I know my job, I know my role, and, and whenever you know what you're supposed to do on each play, it allows you to kind of to play faster within that play because you already know your job, so now you can just you can react to what's going on in front of you. So, so I'm curious, with your brother coaching now is he ever trying to coach you up is he giving you <laughs> tips whenever he sees the film no I mean we'll talk about the game but he doesn't try and take me in the film room or nothing just yet That's maybe awesome. a couple years yeah um take me through that room uh we had a chance to talk to Kale Gundy on the coach's corner this week obviously a guy that you've known since day one what kind of coach is he what's he like in that room uh coach Gundy he expects the most out of all of his players I mean he, he'll definitely be hard on you, and he won't be afraid to, to rip you when you mess up or when you, when you do wrong. But I know he's just trying to get the best out of every single one of us, and that's why he's one of the best coaches in the entire country. Is he doesn't just You don't need a coach to just pat you on the back and tell you good job. You need a coach that's going to critique every tiny little thing so you can be the best possible player that you could possibly be. Um, inside that room, we haven't had a chance to see Obi yet, but Austin's really had a breakout year as you've played well. And I know you guys have battled with uh, just, just numbers in that room, but can you take me through some guys who have stood out with you in that inside receiver's room? Oh, no doubt. I mean, Obi's going to be a great player. He's, we're definitely, we're two different players. I mean, he's got a bigger frame to him, and he can do some different things. And then we got um, Brian Darby as a freshman who's really coming along, playing well. And, yeah, I mean, we've got a, a really solid room. There's a lot of guys. 
can you take me through the commitment that it's taken? Because now, not only do you have to work hard, you've got to stay eligible, you've got to watch your nutrition, but it's almost as if you've, you've got to ignore everything that goes into being a college student or even a college football player from a social life, from yeah. uh, your, your, your social circles. Drake, how challenging has that been? Uh, you mean like with COVID this year? Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, no, I mean, it's been tough, but... At the end of the day, the main focus is, for me at least, is always football. I mean, that's what I care about the the hundred percent most. So, I mean, it's definitely been it's been weird not being able to to see people or go out to eat or or even just go to class. But at the end of the day, at least we get to still come up here and play ball. Because for a while, we didn't know if we would be able to. So I'm just grateful that everything kind of sorted itself out in that aspect. What What's the biggest key? What you've been around teams that have lost before, but they always seem to bounce back. Drake, what's been the biggest key to overcoming adversity and bouncing back and not letting it uh, one game beat you twice? Uh, well, I mean, it's a brand new week with a new opponent, I and mean, we got to totally wipe that from our minds. Starting today, we finished with a good practice, and and we got to just we got to learn from the mistakes from that game. But at the end of the day, you got to let that game go and then uh, improve here on this next one and try and go out and be 1-0 and every week. And then that confidence that you have right now in Spencer, obviously we mentioned had your breakout game last week, but can you take me through what that, I guess you could say, chemistry is like between you and Spencer and, and what it takes to really develop that quarterback-receiver relationship like you have? Uh, yeah, just it happens over the offseason, over the summer. I mean, just being around each other, working out, I mean, grinding next to the guy next to you. I mean, not even just Spencer, but with everyone's chemistry. I mean, you see a guy working working his butt off, and, you know, you're working just as hard. I mean, that just develops a bond. And then, of course, throwing throwing routes in the off season and after workouts and seven-on-seven. Seven and just it takes a daily daily routine of just throwing it back and forth. Always a challenge to go on the road. Final thought, Drake, we'll get you out of here. Iowa State, what's caught your eye about them? John Heacock, always a unique defensive approach up in Ames. No, definitely. They, they're all about the, those three safety, that three-safety defense, which definitely makes uh, switches up a lot of responsibilities and, uh, and blocking techniques and everything. But we're going to prepare, prepare as best we can, and I know, I know we'll be ready. Drake, I appreciate you doing this, man. Good luck this weekend, and thanks for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, when we did our season preview show on Sooner Sound Off, we had a debate where we picked our breakout players for 2020. And I know it's early, but I feel pretty good about my choice of Drake Stoops. I'm excited for his future, and I think he's a pretty special player. And I also like, you know, it's kudos to him. Thanks to Adrian Ely and all the guys who did media sessions. It is not fun to have to sit and answer questions after a loss. But uh, it, it was great to sit and talk to him, and I appreciated them just uh, – just going left lane, hammer down, and not looking back and getting focused on what's next. Just like Adrian Ely did, the Sooner offensive tackle. Now, I tried to do my best to boost up some of the questions, but here was uh, Adrian, the right tackles conversation with the media from Tuesday. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's real hard. You know, we pride ourselves to, you know, it's our job to make sure he's comfortable, make sure he don't feel no type of pressure. And um, like you said, he said he felt pressure, so we take that to heart, and all we could do is just move on to the next week, and we're approaching this week to make sure that's uh he don't feel that way again. Thank you, Joe Bettner at Norman Transcript, and then Jason Kersey. Adrian, how curious how tough it is to maybe build confidence with the unit that you're still trying to you know put together, trying to build camaraderie together when there's you know penalties and some of that stuff that Kansas State was able to throw at you guys. Just um, as you look back at the game. How do you guys move forward from this? How do you guys learn from this? Uh, like you say, we learn from it. You know, it's a, it's just a stepping stone for us. 
Um, we just we we go in. We 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 watch the film. We watch the the bad things we did. We try to correct it. You know, we did a whole lot of good things on that film that uh we you know that need to be acknowledged. You know, so we're gonna keep doing that. You know, the good things we'll keep doing that good, and the things that we need to work on, we just go attack that throughout the week and make sure that the stuff that happened, you know, last game don't happen again. Jason Kersey with The Athletic and then Ryan Aver. Yeah, Adrian, given, you know, all the experience that you guys had coming back, and I know this is a weird year with a lot of, you know, with COVID and with all the practice that you guys missed, but have you, have you been surprised that you guys have had a little bit more trouble maybe than people would have expected, just given all the experience you came, that you brought? Um, you're saying more trouble, like, with the, the virus going on? Yeah, or just, like, the, the struggles that you guys had as a unit. Has that surprised you at all that you've had those problems? Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't look at it as surprising. I mean, yeah, you know, there's a lot that's going on in the world today, but, um, you know, this unit, we we pride ourselves to be together, to stick close to each other. And, you know, the things that, that, that was going on, you know, it, it easily could be fixed. All we got to do is just how we're doing right now. We're approaching the week. As how it is, we're attacking the week, having a good mindset, having a good mentality. We it was you know shout out to Kansas State. It was a, you know a good squad, you know. But that's last week, and now we're going. You know we're preparing to get ready for another good team at Iowa State this week. Ryan Aver with the Oklahoma and then James Hale. Yeah, Adrian. Sort of along those lines, when you look at uh, the, the first two games, especially Saturday, what's the most disappointing thing to you? about the uh, the way that y'all have played as a group up front? Um, probably, I, I just feel like, you know, you know, my own standpoint, I feel like, you know, we probably just left a lot on the field, you know, left a lot that, you know, as we go back and look at the film, there's a lot of things, you know, we could have did better. You know, there's a lot that we, you know, that we just left on the field, but don't get me wrong, we did, we did a lot of good things also, you know what I mean? We did a lot of good things as a unit, that we're going to, you know, keep, you know, striding on to be good at that that level. And, you know, the things that we, we didn't do too good on, the the areas that we didn't do too good, we're going to, like I said, we're going to approach this week and we're going to get better each and every day to make sure we fix that. So as a whole, just, you know, we could be a great O-line. Appreciate it, Appreciate you. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's like I said, you know, in numerous uh, interviews, um, I, I don't look at left and right being, you know, so different, you know, it's just the opposite. Probably, like I said, like, all I had to do is just, you know, it's, it's a different way I set, you know, but, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoy playing left. I enjoy playing right. I, I enjoy being able to play two different positions to help this team out. Anywhere I can help this team out, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for it, you know. Uh, was I happy to go back to right? Yes, I was. Because, you know, I, I was so, you know, used to playing that, like you said last year. You know, I just feel comfortable. But whatever whatever Coach B, Coach Riley, this team need me to play, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play either if it's left or right. John Hoover with SI Sooners and then Brandon Drum. Hey, 
Hey, Adrian, um, Coach Riley just got off the, the Zoom here, and he said that the old losses suck, and he said they hurt like hell, and he, he talked about how there's not a lot of sleep this week. I wonder if you could describe that from a player's perspective as well. Just do you guys, when the game's over, you go back home or, you're, or you've got some downtime on Sunday or whatever it is, do you guys get around, sit around and talk about the game and how much, you know, challenge it is to, to bounce back from that emotionally, how difficult it is for you? Or how, can you kind of describe that scene for us? Um, nah, Coach Riley, you're definitely right. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it, it, you don't want to be, you know, you never want to take a loss, especially, you know, from this program. We're not used to losing, you know. We always used to winning. So, you know, Saturday it definitely was tough, you know, after the game. As, you know, as an opinion, for, I mean, as a standpoint for me, you know, after the game I, I watched the film and, you know, and like, I, like you said, it's hard. It was hard watching it. But I have to, you know, look myself in the mirror and see what I could do, you know, individually to make this team better. And that's what everybody on this team got to do. But we can't, I mean, like like Coach Riley said, college football, like it's, it's hard, you know. Every game is hard. The Big 12, every game is hard. You know, every game is a fight. So all we could do is, you know, come in Monday. We, you know, we review the tape. We, we correct the things that need to be corrected. And we approach it. The next week, we can't we can't think about it last week no more. Now we gotta, you know, focus on a good team that we about to play this week in Iowa State and be ready to play. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Brandon Drum, OU Insider, and then Keegan Rennell. Hey, Adrian, uh, you talked about you said it sucked. It was hard for you. Uh, the, the program's not used to losing like it did on Saturday, and how you have to move on. But how do you? Being that it's your second year, third year in the program, how do you get uh, these young guys that have that, that contributed last week to to see that the way that you do and to move forward? Like, how do you, as a, a player or experienced guy, get those guys to move forward uh, to this next next week and, and not try to dwell on what happened in the past? Um, it all starts with the guys that have experience. I feel like you know. If I feel like if I dwell on the on the game, talk about the game every day about how we I can't believe we lost, you know, it, that's not that's not showing a great example for the young guys, you know. There's this, you know, for those young guys, that was the first loss they took in college football, and you know, it wasn't my first loss, so I know how to approach it. I know how to move on from it and get better from it. Like I said, we as a as an individual, I had to look myself in the mirror and see what I could do to make this team better. And that's, that goes for everybody on this team. You know, everybody that's on this, you know, that's a part of OU football. We all had to look ourselves in the mirror and see what's best for us to move forward. And like I said, for experienced guys, it, it's it's us to show the way, show the example for these young guys. To you know, yeah, we lost. It it, do, it does suck, but we can't dwell on it. We got to move on and, and keep getting better as the year goes. Keegan Renault with Sierra Wire and Kerry Murdoch. Lincoln talked about, you know, offensive line could be better. I know you've reiterated that as well, but are, are you happy with the performance that you put up on Saturday and how you can build uh, off, off what you were able to do against Kansas State? Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't look at it as, as me as an individual player. Of course, like I said, I have things that I need to work on. And, um, like I said, I was sick watching the tape just for myself because I feel like I left so much on the field that I could have did to contribute to the team. So, 
like I said, I, I don't look just at my performance. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a team person first, and I'm going to do whatever it takes, to, you know, so I could, you know, help contribute in this offense and this team as much as I can. So, you know, I'm going to just try to keep getting better each and every day. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was uh, pretty excited, you know, being able to get out there, get his feet wet, uh, you know, being a freshman. You know, it's very rare you see, uh, uh, you know, a freshman, you know, come in and be able to play on the OU offensive line, you know. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he was, uh, you know, pretty excited to get out there. And, um, and you know, it just being able to, you know, help contribute. And um, I know, you know, seeing the way he approached yesterday practice, today practice, I see that he want to get better. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of how he went out there. Um, I see that he, you know, I see the way that he approached every day, you know, being a young guy. And, you know, it, it was kind of shocking to me because when I came in, I wasn't like that. I wasn't, you know, I couldn't say I was ready to come in and be able to play a game, you know. I had I had a lot of, you know, everybody's different. I feel like I had to take more steps to be able to be ready to play on Saturday. And um, I feel that he did that. Uh, the way he came in, the way he approached himself, uh, you know, I have, you know, the up respect for him, the way that he came and uh, was ready to play. Thank you. Go to Dean Blevins with KWTV and then Joey Helmer. Yeah, Adrian, uh, over the past few years, you guys have won a ton of uh, close games. There was always a feeling, whether it's in the press box or stands with, in the stands with fans, that touchdown drive that would be needed was going to be there and you had the veteran leaders not only the quarterbacks but uh, other guys there kind of wasn't that sense with a lot of people non-players on Saturday can you talk about the difference um, between what it has been the last few years maybe that vibe or um, the huddle and the way people were versus what it was on Saturday um, I don't I don't really necessarily look at it as, as a big difference. I mean, we 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 focus on things like this all the time. You know, if it's a situation during practice, we always focus on two minute, you know, a game winning situation when we go versus the defense. So we we used of it, you know. It is only that was different, you know, that we had a crowd in front of us this time. So uh I I, I just think it is just I feel like it came probably it came early than, you know, usual. You know, this is what this was the second game for us. So, but we was definitely ready for the moment. You know, we definitely prepared for the moment. You know, we've been through a, a two-minute drill. We've been through an overtime drill, you know, all fall camp, all, you know, anything, like bye week, anything. So we was ready for the opportunity. We just need to be able to go out there as a, a group, as a, as a unit, as a, you know, the whole team just need to go out there and approach it differently than what we did Saturday. Joey Helmer with OU Insider. 
Yeah, Adrian, Jaquan Bailey for Iowa State set their uh, program sacks record the other day. Uh, just what do you see out of him, and uh, how do you guys plan on kind of limiting his disruptiveness? Um, yeah, he's a, a great player for them. Um, you know, he's been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, all we could do is just go out there, just like I said, attack the week, get better every day, and on Saturday comes, it comes. And just yesterday, Sooner defensive coordinator Alex Grinch met with the media to go inside what's next for this Sooner defense and where they need to continue to improve. Well, extremely confident that they, they can be contained moving forward. I mean, like any playing football, it can, it can be contained. The, 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 um, the challenge is to contain it. Right, and and so there's not like one common denominator or one one you know uh, obviously a, a blown coverage. You know we, we talked about you know cross training where there's there's also uh, a a uh, real issue with cross training because you you can you can miss some work, you can miss some reps, you can you can miss some opportunities, and and, and maybe just maybe an individual gets the first rep of a specific look uh, in a game, and it's it's worst case scenario, but but it can happen. Um, and so cross training can bite you just the same. So that's one lesson, I think. Uh, but but in terms of the individual plays, they are just that—they're individual plays. They're individual plays that you know. Typically, you say one play doesn't beat you, uh, but certainly four or five can, and we proved that, unfortunately, uh, the other day. Um, and and um, you know, you, you you go back and look at it, and and the the answers on on film, um, but but ultimately didn't get executed. So you, you got to uh, you know make sure you do that on every single play. You get in in this in this game, you get rewarded when you do things right, and you get punished. Uh, when you do things wrong, and that's fact, and that's never going to go away. Hey, Eric Bailey and then Joe Bettner. Hey, Alex, I know you're just getting tired of being asked about takeaways, and I apologize for that, but how important it is not to let that become just an overwhelming emphasis where it could take away from other areas? Well, I, I think, uh, I mean, you make a good point, and, and, and don't have to apologize for asking me about it. You know, it, it's, um, you know, we got to own it. We got to own it as coaching staff, specifically me. Why, why is every other team in the country, and I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate, every other team in the country finding a way to get those on a week in and week out basis? I've been about part of a program that have, I think, 40 some odd straight games with takeaways. And yet, uh, you know, we find ourselves on the, on the, uh, uh, the other side of it. Um, no, you just continue to emphasize it, like all, all things. You, you continue to demand it. You continue to, uh, you know, show them. Uh, you know, obviously there's techniques and, and uh, you know, some level, semblance of, of fundamentals to, to getting the ball out. But, but part of it's the want to. Part of it's the, the mindset at the finish. Um, obviously the first thing you got to think about is getting, you know, ball carriers on the ground, um, you know, uh, to give yourself, uh, you know, obviously a, a chance to limit gains and all that. Not every play is going to be a takeaway, but but every play is an opportunity to, to be a takeaway. So we got to be better finishers. We got to be you know, able to get hands on on, on footballs and the under coverage in, in some of our, uh, you know, pass drops. We got to be able to deline and get a hand up. You know, as, as they rush the pass, you can affect, uh, um, you know, the the you know, flight of a football. You know, whether you get a hand on it. Uh, and so there's a number of different areas that, that, that uh, you know, we, we can help ourselves with. And so you just continue to emphasize though, and you keep, um, you know, and it, it, it pains me more to say it than, than probably you to hear it, but you just keep chipping away at it and you keep swinging the hammer and uh, uh, believe in our heart of hearts that uh, we're going to come out the other side. Just, again, just Well, I, I, I could it. I, I'm sure it could. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't accuse us of being in that uh, 
um, in that category. I mean, I, is there a player to every Saturday and every Sunday in, in football where someone may go for a takeaway when they otherwise should be securing a ball carry? Sure. Have we ever had those? I'm sure we have. One kind of stands out maybe the, the other day. Um, but, but I think if we were doing that too much, I think you'd see more takeaways. Um, uh, so uh, in any event, no, I, I, could it? Sure, sure. I, I don't think we're, it, it applies to us, though. Yeah. Joe Bettner and then Ryan Aver. Alex, I'm wondering what you make of your run defense through two games. You guys seem to limit, you know, Deuce Vaughn, obviously, in the passing games. Big threat in the passing game, but as far as running goes, it seems like you were able to contain him. Uh, what do you make of those guys and what they're able to do uh, so far? You know, I thought we've, we've done a, a pretty good job. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, statistics through through a couple games can be, you know, obviously misleading at times. But, you know, what's not misleading is your win-loss record. It is what it is. Um, and so, you know, you, you look at, you know, statistics, you know, in the past game, well, when you give up, you know, big chunk plays in the past game, you, you, you look at it and maybe a one-on-one -on -one situation. And we mentioned a busted coverage or a, a missed opportunity. Um, you know, that you're, you're talking about a handful, two, three plays. And that doesn't make it, you know, you say that as a coach and, and, you know, I fire back at myself, that doesn't make it okay. And so I'm not implying that it is. But I, I also don't think that you see a number on a sheet and, and it tells you uh, the whole story, except once again, that win-loss record. That's fact. And there's, there's, no, there's no hiding from that. And there's no, there's no manipulating the numbers when it comes to the fact that we're all one in, uh, in Big 12 play. And, and obviously some of those explosive plays in the past game uh, specifically contributed to that. Um, but I think if you just look over the bulk of the, the reps on film, I think there's, there's uh, more positive plays than negative plays. So we've been pleased with uh, you know, our ability in, 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 uh, um, in a lot of different areas. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, uh, I'll say it this way, when, when you're hitting singles and you give up home runs, you know, you got to hit a lot of singles. Um, and, and so we're, we're, if you're not getting takeaways, that's, that's kind of how I'd accuse us of, of kind of being right now. They're not, they're doesn't, I don't want to uh, you know, minimize that because there's a lot of snaps in football uh, and you got to make sure you defend them at a high level. But in practice, you can give yourself thumbs up you know, and say, well, we only had a couple bad plays today and it's practice. And you, you, know, you kind of evaluate your practice days as just that. Well, more good than bad. There's only a couple plays today that maybe hurt us. Well, uh, on, a, on a Saturday, games are different. You know, ga games are you got to win those moments. Um, and and uh, defensively, you're always – uh, a play away um, from from you know watching uh, the ref throw up two hands and unfortunately it happened a couple times this past weekend. Let's go to Ryan Haber and then Bob Frisbell. Yeah, Alex, Eric asked you if the emphasis on takeaways uh, affected other areas, but I'm, I'm I'm wondering is there a time or, or do you worry about it becoming psychological in itself that it, it affects the emphasis on takeaways? affects the ability to go get them just yeah. because as these games add up, uh, it, it becomes much more magnified. Right, and, and, and I think, uh, you know, there, there absolutely is a psych psychological aspect to things, you know, uh, everything, you know, what, what, you know, inability to finish in the fourth quarter, in a, you know, and the ability to play 40 minutes and not 60 minutes. I mean, everything has a psychological uh, component to it. Um, but, you know, where I struggle and maybe as, as – and this is that, that – that, um, as, as a coach, you, you know, if you struggle in tackling and say, well, we just tackle too darn much, you know, that, that's, you know, you get, and I get my, and it sounds silly to say, but that, that's what we're talking about. You know, if I, if I emphasize scoring points on offense too often, we're just never going to score, you know. And so you got to throw work at it. You got to throw the emphasis at it. 
Um, and, and, you know, I, I think, you know, certainly it's, it's not from a lack of want to. Um, but, no, there, there, there isn't a magic bullet. Obviously, if we had that, we'd have fired it a long time ago. But you continue to emphasize, you continue to praise the ones that you get in practice and all those things. And ultimately, you've got you to you make, uh, uh, make those shots in games. Um, you know, we show, we watch NFL guys doing it. You know, we, we kind of got to brain or should be flood the brain with uh, imaging and all those things. But uh, no, we'll continue to emphasize it. And uh, you know, again, I, I, I truly believe this. Um, we, we keep 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 swinging the hammer, and and, and we'll get there. Appreciate it. Sure. Hey, Bob Prisbillo, and then James Hale. Alex, you've been talking about the ability to finish. Is that something you can? really work on in practice can you simulate being up 35 14 with that actual same mindset well i the the easy answer is you you simulate everything in practice and you try so darn hard to do it i, I mean I, I do think that as you evaluate things i think you know probably as a coaching staff specifically myself you know did a poor job you know when you have two months of practice and two only two games and obviously, one game leading up into last week, and I and I do think back. We talk about the psychological aspect of things. I, I think about that. You know, when you try to simulate in practice, may, maybe every play in practice just becomes, um, you know, such an emphasis, and you're trying to raise the standard of your defensive unit and saying that we need to be better. We need to we need to finish every single play. We need to finish every single practice. And you know, the fact of the matter is, if you got five takeaways on a Tuesday, no one cares. You ultimately got to do it on a Saturday. And so I wonder a little bit. You know, is you know, did, did, we, did we do enough to peak at the right time when you're talking about, you know, that we need to peak on Saturday. You know, we, we need to, to, yes, simulate those moments but not be prisoners to those moments. And when the actual moment arises in a game that we're not able to, uh, you know, execute at a high level. But, you know, it, that's the human condition. You got to, we talked to the guys about no evaluations, don't evaluate the scoreboard on a positive side, negative side, and all those things. Um, but, but uh, you know, ultimately what we, we've done a poor job of, uh, in, in our time here thus far, getting these guys to, to play in an elite level for, for four quarters. The reality is you don't get credit for the plays that you make in the first quarter at past that. You know, every play has a life of its own. you got to make the next one. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, uh, again, not coincidence how these plays have a tendency to stack up uh, when that scoreboard gets tilted in the other direction. So you you got you to have the mental toughness about you. Again, make, make, make the guys aware of it um, and continue to, to uh, um, have the mental fortitude to – um, you know, handle the success aspect of things and understanding that uh, more plays need to be made. Let's go to James Hill and then Keegan Renault. Alex, thanks. Uh, Mike, thanks. Uh, Alex, Iowa State, they didn't play well offensively in one game against TCU. They played very well. They got Kolar back at a tailback rush for 150. Your thoughts on their offense going into this game and did you tell there was a difference in how they played in game two from game one? Yeah, I think probably game one you see you know some missed opportunities in that. I, you know, not not to evaluate their tape in terms of their perspective on things, but I I think that that shows. Um, no, got a, got a lot of respect. You know, both both ability to run the, the ball and, and and you know direct the ball both downfield. You know, have, you know elite matchups with the, their size. Uh, you know, the use of tight ends. Um, you know, very multiple in terms of formations and shifts and, and motions and all that. Um, and, and so, no, th this is uh, uh, you know, a, a very difficult uh, offense uh, to, to defend, you know, to you know, put yourself in a situation that, that you know, number one, don't, don't lose the, the down before the ball is snapped because there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts and you've got to make sure that you've got discipline that way. 
and that just gets you to the snap. And then at that moment, you got to you got to execute. And so they put a lot of stress on you, um, and and uh, you know they they uh, um, impressed. You know when you watch them specifically last weekend, just just the ability to get some, once again explosive plays. Uh, more in the run game this past weekend, but they, they certainly have uh, pro- proven to, to direct the ball downfield as well. Thanks, Alex. Okay, Keegan Arnaud and then Brandon Drum. Alex, I know obviously on the one eagle route where Deuce Vaughn broke a couple tackles and was able to get 60, 70 yards on that play, but really outside of that, the tackling and the effort you know, wasn't the issue. Does that ease things that it's not effort and it's not the tackling and the little things that kind of happen early on in a season? You know what? It, it uh, I, I will say this, and you mentioned effort, and that's the number one thing that we grade. You know, on Sundays, the first thing you look at when you're watching that film, do you see guys flying around? And what's so disappointing is when you give effort and and yet not execute. It it it, it kind of you know what, what a shame. What a shame to you know play at, at, at max velocity and 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 you know we got GPS numbers and you're seeing these guys running 20 miles an hour and 23 miles an hour. And you're like, good lord, you know, just just really playing hard. Guys flying to the football to the bitter end. Uh, but you're just not executing in, in, uh, in, in on certain plays, and then those those plays uh, unfortunately added up. But uh, no, I think I think your tone is different. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if, if you have you know you say okay, well I don't know that we played to the end. We didn't play to a standard to the end, uh, but we played till with effort till the end. Um, and is that a consolation prize? You know, it's well, nothing's a consolation prize. But 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 certainly, no. Your tone in terms of how you communicate with the guys is a whole lot different. If you're talking about effort, if you're talking about guys that that you know aren't willing to put it on the line for Oklahoma football, then 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 we got real issues. And so, um, no, it, is that a big deal? It's a huge deal, and it does obviously doesn't change the win loss record. And we get we're getting right now what we deserve, which is a which is a loss. But uh, no, it was uh, you know there are there are things as you watch on film, specifically the effort side of things that, that that you can you can come away pleased with, and you got to build on. Hey, Brandon Drum, and then Parker Thune. Alex, you just talked about effort, um, and obviously you said that's what y'all grade most on. But when as you you, you kind of change your your train of thought there when you're talking about effort and uh, not getting the what you wanted out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Does that after a big play like that, and the guys come back to the sideline? What what is your first reaction towards them? Can you kind of see the "oh crap, here we go again" type mentality sometimes, and just because of what they've been through over the last couple of years on the defense yeah. side? Of, can you see that? And how do you kind of address that? Uh, being those older guys, is there or is there some young guys that could be they just naive to it that could maybe they it doesn't affect them as much as. Is, is that a possibility? Well, I mean, what, what you do is, you know, you, you, you know, use the next play mentality. I mean, you, you, you address it in, in that vein. You know, you can't control what, what happened on the last play. Um, you take ownership for it as, as, a, as a, a coordinator specifically to take the load off any individual guys. There's no reason specifically in that moment to, to, to point any fingers. That doesn't help anybody uh, in that moment. You know, part of it is you, you remind them about, you know, what successes you've had up until that point. You know, guys, we got to get back to, to playing our brand of football, our style of football, lock in one play at a time. You know, we talk about three, you know, you got to get three good plays in a row and go get a takeaway. I mean, that, that's, that's your only options, you know. Um, and then, then, you know, ultimately you got to go out there and you got to go execute and, um, you know, you, you, if you dig too deep a little bit, I think in, in terms of, you know, bring year in and year out, you know, the, the cumulative impact, um, you could probably go down, a, you know, a dark road. But part of that in that moment is reminding guys that it, it's on us to go make a play. If, you, if you're hoping for someone else to go do it and you have a collection of guys that, that are of that mindset, then, you know, you're going to have some struggles, you know. Um, 
So that now that's something you, you constantly battle, battle. and that, that's not here. That's everywhere. You see it in the NFL. You you, you see it uh, in other sports, and so that that all that that uh, psychology aspect of things where you're, you're you're frustrated and you're sitting there saying that let's not blow it. You know whatever that th- those words that you want to use in those moments. Ultimately, what we tell our guys is you can't make an evaluation. Evaluations don't do you any good. There's an event. What's your response? You want a better outcome? Got to have a better response. And unfortunately, in some respect, again, not because you want to. You know, go out there and not not execute the the next drive, but unfortunately that that happened a few times. And so, um, no, that that's a, that's a constant struggle. You know, the 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 mentality on the sideline, and, and part of it, each individual guy though has to take ownership uh, in in their story, the one they're telling themselves in those moments. Yeah, coach. It seems like Delarian Turner Yell has been one of your more consistent performers, uh, one of your more consistent tacklers on the defensive side of the football thus far. What can you say about his performance through two games? No, I've been really pleased with him. Playing fast, playing aggressive, um, playing playing real solid. Um, no, been and, and there's a number of guys. And again, the, it's too too small of a sample study, you know, right 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 now to to, to um, start firing out names. But but specific to. Uh, DT, no, it, it you know taking that next step. I think you know from from a year before, and and, and obviously it's always you know got to do what, what you did the previous week, got to do again the, this next week. But just um, a guy playing fast, flashing on film, physical in the, in, the, in the run game, physical as a tackle, holding up well in coverage. Um, so no, been been very pleased with him and uh, uh, a guy that we need to uh, to have an impact on our defense. All right, don't forget, tomorrow morning you'll get not only the scene setter for the Saturday showdown with Iowa State, but also a very cool edition of Coach's Corner with Shane Beamer and Jamar Kane. Until then, everyone have a great start to your weekend, and boomer sooner, everybody.